your your sister seems a really closest person to you at this moment i guess if emotionally you you got a lot of memories of her um i actually keep her on my chain currently yeah, I, was to ask, I was going yeah. to ask yeah so that's um, your sister yes <laughs> on my chain yes um she helped me build this persona of myself always made sure i was well kept made sure my hair was done made sure i had the best outfits everything pertaining to that it was like i was her sister and her child if them actually got the opportunity to capture majority of my childhood on camera my dad was always recorded me on vhs yeah so i'm able to see that even up to today which is a beautiful beautiful thing my mom decided that you know she didn't want to make any decision for me she wanted me to make my own decision so when mm-hmm. things got serious she was like I don't want to overwhelm her even though she's enjoying it. I don't want her to grow up and think, "Ah, this wasn't really for me." So she gave oh, me yeah, yeah. still be a kid and then decide in the future. So at around 6, I knew I wanted to do it, but oh. I'm glad she gave me that opportunity to still be a kid, you know? 6th grade, I my first ever talent show at my school. Okay. And okay. I sang and I did my own dance choreography. Um, really? And that was the moment when everyone stood up and clapped for me as If I could do this full time, I would love it. This is amazing to just do exactly what I love to do and see all my friends just stand up and applaud me for something that I didn't view in that way. You know, I had a lot of anxiety during the pandemic and a lot of anxiety during my California years uh, being in the academy just because it was a big change so fast at, at such a, yeah. a different point in my life. So I've definitely worked through that and and now I've realized that there are ways to cope and help with it. One being tapping into my nostalgic feelings more just to remind me like you can still be a kid on your own. You know, just you can you can have those moments where you could be silly and everything doesn't have to be serious. I'd like to say to not give up and don't compare yourself to anyone else. I've I've had faults of that so many times. Everyone has their own path, everyone has their own journey. Today I have with me a wonderful beautiful uh, artist from New York City her name is Khalila Day and she is up early morning that's not her regular schedule but uh, we decided to do this and welcome welcome to the show Khalila Yeah it's nice to meet you again AJ this has been a pleasure so far and I'm excited to tell you about me <laughs> Great great great. So we decided to do a love story as we had a discussion. Uh we may might change that at this moment but we decided to do a love story and uh after that we thought like why don't we have a conversation about how the journey of Kalila Day is going at this moment as an artist. And uh hey uh, I have an Indian accent. Her name is Kalila Day so I'm trying my best to put it out in a proper way in case I miss she will recorrect me whenever I miss it. but uh, yeah uh, and a big thanks to shavin excel i guess shavin and she are working together in a movie project which is i guess it's done or not it's the not finished yet no okay okay the filming okay. So, is complete but right now we're just in the editing process trying to finish up everything yeah she these both guys are working together so shavin is like hey i know some guy and he was actually in a event i guess i was hearing loud loud noises when he messaged me from you <laughs> and he was like hey her name he ha- she has a laptop she has a microphone and she is interested she has done a good job and she is really great artist you should get her on the show and do something collaborate and that's it okay okay i, I was like okay 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 I, i'll contact her and contact her i contacted her it was 12 p 12 am in the morning for her i messaged her like hey it's it's all good you take your time 
you take your time and then decide when you want to do it and then today is the date we are going to do it so uh how's the how's the weather in new york what's going on in new york um it's actually finally becoming summer it took a minute to graze in but now it's finally getting the temperature that i enjoy i enjoy mm -hmm. the heat so oh. it's yeah summertime. i know it's mm -hmm. and most people are saying that summer is almost over but to me it oh. feels like it's just beginning because of the weather so okay. time moves a little stranger here because everyone's getting ready for school. August mm -hmm. is today. So today, August yeah, and September, August. everyone's like, oh, summer's ending. I'm thinking it's just beginning because of the weather. So Okay, okay, awesome. So how's the air condition now? Is it good? Like last couple of days, it was too bad. Like in the it's news, I'm here. It's been a lot better with the with the Canada fires back in June, July. It really messed with the air quality, but now things have been a lot better. Awesome, better. awesome. Yeah, I, I know a few of artists from New York City. And the moment I heard the news, I quickly messaged them. Hey, what's going on? Are you good? Yeah. Are you good? And it was it was like that the day was completely different. You know, the whole weather was completely different. You guys like it was in terrible, terrible mode at that point. But, you could yeah. barely see anything with the fog, yeah. the smoke. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, how's your life going as an artist at this moment? Any films, any projects at this moment? Are you What's the schedule? For today i am mainly focused on the last b-boy right now which is the movie me and sherwin are in uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of promotional projects we have going on okay. i've been attending a lot of networking events and i'm doing a few auditions for new projects but nothing's okay. completely solidified yet and then i have a play coming up in november and i'm going to start back rehearsals for that coming up very soon so awesome 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 so so look uh what we are going to do now is we are going to talk more about your journey. But before we start about it, I and the listeners would like to know more about you. Uh, you as a kid, your childhood days, take us back to you as a kid, as a six-year-old, seven-year-old, you know, playing around, enjoying your life. Uh, how were you as a kid and the schooling phase and the growing up phase? Please tell us about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was a very happy kid. Uh, I always kept a smile on my face, always moving okay. around. And mm -hmm. I was always around my family at a young mm -hmm. age. I never saw any disperse or any separation. Everyone was always together, family reunions, a lot of play dates with my cousin, wow. my sister and brother. We were we were very close. Um, mm -hmm. And I actually got the opportunity to capture majority of my childhood on camera. My dad was always recording wow. me on VHS. Yeah. So I'm able to That's see great. that even up to today, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So kind of good childhood you had. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of memories. Uh, tell me about your mom and dad. How, what kind of relation you have with them at this moment? Like, uh, is it good? Has it changed now a bit? Uh, what's the thing? Uh, over the years, there's been some separation in family. You know, we all grow, things change. Yep. And I've actually had a lot of unfortunate passings in my family. So pertaining oh. uh, to uh, my sister and uncles, you know, situations like yeah. that. So it's caused things to change, you know, going from everyone being together to some yeah. separations. So um, with my father, we always keep in touch. Things are always great with us. He's still the same funny. I get awesome. I get my jokes from him. And my mom, <laughs> she's always supportive, always there for me. If I have an audition, she'd be able to come with me. Situations like okay. that, she's always there. Yeah. Wow, that's good. That's <laughs> good. Some 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 tough part, very hard part, but yeah, they they are with you and supporting you uh, now in your career. So uh, here's the thing: How were you as a kid in school? In the school, you know, were you studious? Were you like messy? Or were you shy, quiet? How were you? I actually transitioned a lot from being pretty much all of those things. Uh, oh. 
when I was very, very young, I was always trying to make new friends. I wasn't, I mm. felt like school for me was more of get to recess, just get to recess so you can make new friends. Wow. I enjoyed <laughs> class. Uh, I love yeah, learning yeah. new things, but seeing all of these people I was surrounded with, I knew there was some way to connect with them, even at a very young mm. age. So yeah. I really loved recess. And then, um, wow. There were a couple years where I actually spent time in Springfield, Massachusetts with my aunt uh, for about four years of my life. So that mm -hmm. taught me more of the studious, strategic ways of things like folding your hands at the desk, the more mm -hmm. disciplined way of learning and being in school. So and it was because I went to a charter school. So strict okay. uniforms and, you know, everything changed. So when I transferred back to New York in the same exact mm -hmm. school, it mm -hmm. was interesting to taper myself back into the way I used to be at an older age. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And it actually caused me to be more outspoken because now I felt like I missed part of New York being in Massachusetts. Oh. So yeah, at lunch, yeah. I would always try to like be the class clown because I didn't want to get in trouble in class. So oh. at lunch, I'd be the real loud, like, oh, yeah, you want to get to yeah, the yeah. I want to go outside. And yeah, well, so well. I definitely transitioned a lot. And then high school and college was more of my, mm -hmm. I'm getting older, more mature. I mm -hmm. can't be as silly Quite. as I used to be, but I can still be me. So oh, I would okay. change. Yeah. In a awesome, good way. awesome. So, so, so you being an, an extrovert, I guess, mm -hmm. during that recess period, uh, I guess that extrovertness helped you as an artist uh, a lot, uh, you know, just performing out there, just going out and doing your job. Uh, is that one thing that you count in as an artist? Definitely. Um, the, even that and then going as far back to my child childhood around five or six, I was singing and dancing. Yeah. And yeah just always keeping busy. My mom would mm. always play music in the living room really loud. So I would learn all the songs. And then I wow. took that into when I went into middle school and elementary school, I'd do the same thing. I'd learn a dance or a step and just go and perform. And I never viewed it as a performance. I viewed it as me just entertaining everybody. Yeah, so. I guess I guess one thing I can get from you is your parent being very cool. Your parent, uh, like your dad filming you out, your mom playing music, you know, in the background, you learning the song. That whole period, that whole atmosphere gathered in you. And then when you now perform, go out and perform as an artist, it's not a thing for you. It's like you enjoy it. You enjoy doing it. That's That whole thing, I guess, came from the family environment, the environment that you had as a kid. So I guess that's the one thing I can see it happening because you were not uh, doing a dance as a job or, you know, like initially, initially as a kid, you were like, hey, go out there, just move your legs and just, <laughs> do, do, just, move. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. just move and just enjoy. And that's where I guess singing came into a part because yeah. uh, that whole nurturing thing indirectly happened that, that got imbibed in you. And that's how you, uh, you know, this is how you turned into an artist, the extrovertness that the family environment also like helped you a lot you know in becoming uh, what you are at this moment taking out being there being brave and you know not thinking a lot about what would happen but just enjoying you know just just see and then figure out what happens and whatnot so yeah uh, th this is this helps me a lot to figure you out as an artist and uh, okay great 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 <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing that particular thing about your childhood and all <laughs> so uh, now i came to know about your school period you for you it was just like hey enjoy it you know, recess, it's recess. Just put pour all your energy in the recess and just get it out. And then you can be quiet in the classes. Mm -hmm. uh, so do you remember the first day, the moment that the period or that particular phase where you decided, no, I want to do this for my entire life. or I want to try this out for my entire life, like for this particular period as a career. Uh, yes. You decided, no, I am going to be an artist. Can you recall the moment? 
I actually have two different moments. So when okay. I was really young, around six, as I've stated, um, my mom and dad actually put me in an acting school called John Robert Powers in okay. New Jersey. And I didn't take too many classes. It was a bit of a, jar- a journey for us when we were, you know, in that mm-hmm. time period, because it'd be like, they would just get out of work. It'd be, I think like a Friday or Thursday and they would drive me okay. all over the classes. So I learned the etiquette. I learned things like that. So it was nice. They saw I was comfortable in it, but my mom decided that, you know, she didn't want to make any decision for me. She wanted me to make my own decision. So when things mm-hmm. got really serious, she was like, I don't want to overwhelm her, even though she's enjoying it. I don't want her to grow up and think, ah, this wasn't really for me. So she gave oh, me yeah, that yeah. Time to still be a kid and then decide in the future. So at around six, I knew I wanted to do it, but oh. I'm glad she gave me that opportunity to still be a kid, you know? Yeah, so, yeah that, that was good. Exactly. So when I was around, I'd say it was about sixth grade, mm-hmm. I did my first ever talent show at my school. Okay. And okay. I sang and I did my own dance choreography. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the moment when everyone stood up and clapped for me. I was like, if wow. I could do this full time, I would <laughs> love to. This is wow. amazing to just do exactly what I love to do and see mm-hmm. all my friends just stand up and applaud me for something that I didn't view in that way, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then looking at home on the screens and seeing the same thing and seeing people, you know, inspire so many people across the yeah. world and not just in a school in an auditorium. Mm-hmm. I wondered mm-hmm. how I could transition into that. Yeah. So That's from middle school to high school, I knew I wanted to study that in college, nothing yeah. else. So mm-hmm. that was my main focus was getting back to California and just, you know, just get, yeah. yeah, studying and being the actress that I want to be. So Awesome. Awesome. So it started as a kid and you actually, uh, craft and what do we say you can uh, blueprint it you did it very in proper way okay i'm serious about it uh, so the self observation was very good inside you you know you were like quite okay this is working for me and this is where i want to be and these are the things i i'm really interested in and i'd like to study it out more you know not just going you know just as a fluke by chance hey this is good people are liking me and not not you actually decided no i'm going to study about it I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it proper way. And I'm mm-hmm. going to invest a proper time in this field. And then I'm going to see what will happen. Yes. So, yep, uh, this is a very, very classic way of doing it. And I'm really happy that you actually gave that a thought. Like, okay, six was good. But my mom told me to be a kid and just enjoy that phase. And then you slowly, slowly crafted it out in a pretty proper way. So, you know, it always built you and didn't break you, you know, in parts like, okay, someone rejected and all that thing. But you know, like you wanted a big career out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, got mm-hmm. it. Got it. So now we jump on your training period. The American Academy of Dramatic Arts provided you with a strong foundation in acting and other skills. Okay. So how do you think this education contributed uh, to your today's success in, you know, doing plays and films and being on the set? So how the whole training period uh, is helping you out in today's period? Um, It was a two-year conservatory. So the first year Mm -hmm. was more of the basics of everything. So I learned how to just, acting is reacting was the main thing that I took from everything. Acting is you Mm -hmm. being yourself in that moment as Mm -hmm. someone else. You you will still have to be you because you're a human at the end of the day. Everyone is human. So that taught me that in a way because I realized when I was acting on my own, 
just doing it for fun. I was so natural. And then as soon mm. as I got into the school and I had to do auditions and things like that, I, I felt myself yeah. being robotic, just kind oh. of trying to do it for them and not for me. So mm. over about a month or two and I started getting comfortable. I'm like, no, this is still what I do. I'm just yeah. now being tested on it. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. everyone else is viewing me. This is a new environment, new people mm. in a whole different state. Um, and it was amazing just to be in California training for what I wanted to do. So um, the teachers were very helpful. I had a teacher named Miss Hensel. She is actually a cast member on Young and the Restless. Um, awesome. I had another teacher uh, named Mr. Karangi, and he's mm -hmm. in um, Superstore. I believe that's the name okay. of it. Yeah. Okay. So there were a lot of people who were in the business already who were taking time uh, out from their business to come and still mainstream help media. us. Exactly. So that yeah, was okay. really, really amazing. And I also realized that I am, I'm a physical comedian. And yeah. I never thought I'd see – well, it's something that I knew, but to actually – you know, hear that from a teacher and from my peer, mm -hmm. it made me realize like, oh, I can actually do this. Maybe I'm not a stand-up yeah. comedian, but if I do something that's funny, people will laugh, you know? Yeah. So it was really interesting. And um, I tapped more into my dramatic side. I learned mm -hmm. the basics of, you know, the emotional factors of how to tap into something from your past and then, mm -hmm. you know, bringing it into that character. So okay. Okay. it helped me a lot. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. This looks great. Like, uh, firstly, first thing I didn't like about uh, is that uh, you're like, hey, I, I I want to do my thing, but these guys are not doing what I want to do. This I'm I'm getting put into cage where I don't even relate to that person. You know that particular audition script. I have to do, and you felt like robotic. But yeah. that's the part that you didn't know, I guess, in the starting phase. You know, as a dramatic part, the character may be different, and you may be different. But yeah. your job as an actor is to get into that part and portray that. So I that's see. the one thing that you learn on the first day, I guess, first part of your audition. In the yeah. training period, you told about like two guys from mainstream uh, uh, TV media or mm -hmm. entertainment were actually teaching you. So you were actually getting more insights. You know how to perform and all. And you being as a physical comedy was like the impromptu thing that that was your what we can say the skill not skill what we can say is <laughs> you know uh, that's the one thing that you got covered you yes know? that is you doing physical comedy being uh, uh, up at the moment you know just bursting out uh, making people laugh that's you but the one part you learned is being dramatic being you know uh, doing the drama part which is mm -hmm. getting into character the dark side of you. Yes. Getting into the gray shades and the dark part. That's the one thing I guess you learn a lot from that academy. And mm -hmm. I guess that is helping you a lot uh, at this moment, being on the sets and all. Because I guess uh, you are doing more of intense drama films and less of comedy films, I guess. Yes, right? actually. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard nowadays to find comedic work, which is interesting. Mm. From every time I look, I always see dramatic or just mm -hmm. something really intense, which I enjoy. It's the, they have mm -hmm. very interesting stories behind it, but I know my comfortability is yeah. comedy. So I hope, you know, I don't, you know, fall into the dramatic realm and I do get yeah. to go back and forth between comedy and drama. So, awesome, yeah. awesome. Got it, got it. You, you will get, but in time, this is just learning period, you can see, you know, Definitely. you're getting more experienced in being, which is not your core part as an artist. We, you will make it as a core like with this films and all and practicing out being on the set okay okay this was good uh now here's the part first of all congratulations on landing the role in role of detective raymond 
in not like the other girls uh, congratulations thank you and the other part is how was the experience moving from small classrooms to a film set now where we you know being in the one like 4 by 4 or i don't know what the close set we can say yeah. the indoors mm-hmm. and then going into actual film set the lots of things happening 20 people moving 10 people moving their things you know adjusting part the director is doing something 10 people are wasting their time and then two or five people just managing to be there in the moment and you are also there so how was the experience it was very <laughs> different <laughs> it was immensely different um the beautiful thing about the academy was that they taught me both stage and film presence mm-hmm. um so that was something that i was able to manage when it came to graduating from the school um so when i did get to the point where i was playing detective raymond i already mm-hmm. had this sense of comfortability it was just now it was real this wasn't for a class okay. this wasn't for my teacher this is for myself and i'm here okay. representing me so i at least i had already learned the etiquette and the mm-hmm. terminologies so when i hear striking which is like you know turning on the different lights that they provide yeah. um, Yeah. Different things like that or hold for sound. I know I must be quiet. So there's certain mm. etiquettes that I've learned and it yeah. helped me seem like such a professional as if I've already done so many films when I, that was my first official professional work. Wow. Life. So that's, that was amazing. That's and it left a that's amazing good. amazing relationship with the direct the director and mm-hmm. uh, the lead actress in the the film. So it was amazing cool. to already make that rapport because of my professionalism yeah. on set. Just mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. That's that that sounds good, you know. You got used to the basics of being on the set. That yes. helped you not getting distracted actually. You know, mm-hmm. so you are in that moment you are not losing your focus because yeah. it may cost a lot to the directors and the makers, you know. Hey, why are you moving your eyes? <laughs> just, just, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, stay focused, focus. This is like that is actual a uh, different kind of what do we say exercise which you get used to and that only comes being or practicing and observing and making like fitting it in your brain hey i don't know how to move this is a part of the business this is a part yeah. of the set so get, so that's that's really good part of you you know as an artist you get adapt, adapted you adapt the situation very uh, a good way once you saw it i guess you don't need two or three times you just need one time you observe it and yeah i got it that's you yeah, <laughs> yeah. great so uh, your portrayal of moe in happy anniversary was like kind of well received uh, as you tell me Uh, tell us about that project and how did you approach preparing for the character of Moe, and what kind of impact uh, it had on you as an artist, like the preparation phase of you, uh, how the character Moe um, developed you as an actor in that whole preparing phase. Right. So that was my first play I ever put on outside of the academy as well. So <laughs> I was a very interesting process. Um, I use backstage as my Uh, way or source of finding work so i actually okay. found the director through there and she was very friendly to me we did a direct um zoom audition and that was very straightforward and she realized she enjoyed my work and we moved forward from there um the production was actually done in harlem which is quite okay. of a journey for me it's a whole different borough so taking the trains there at certain times of night was really different for me but i said this is oh. this is the life of a working actress yeah. i'm going to have to travel to different boroughs different states mm-hmm. and that's just the way it goes so that was a, a huge and amazing experience um and then the role that i played was also a cop 
So, oh. well, a detective. So I was able to take what I had already studied and built from Detective Raymond yeah. into the role Detective. of Mo, and now make mm -hmm. her have more layers, just add mm. on to her and help her relate to the rest of the characters in the play. Uh, and now going from, I feel like film and plays are totally different. different I enjoy yep. both of them. Originally, mm. I was all about films because I wanted my family and everyone to be able to see me whenever. And I thought yeah. that was the easiest way. Um, but yeah. now after doing a few plays, I realized, no, this is like, this is, this is amazing. It's just like going yeah. back to being on stage at my talent shows mm. that I used to do. So doing that and that was Full a one night only play. Yes, both filming yeah. and stage. So um, with the play, it was a one night only play. So mm -hmm. I had to make sure whatever I did was left on the stage, just give it okay. my all. And I mm -hmm. only had one scene at the time, which was uh, fantastic because it was, it was me demonstrating who I am and mm -hmm. everyone seeing who I am in a, in a minimal amount of time. I enjoyed that. So I was able to cry on command because I sat there wow. and I actually listened to my scene partner. And that was amazing for me just actually wow. taking it in and it, it helped me realize when you actually listen and feel out what the other person mm -hmm. is saying, you can create a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful scene. So that was, <laughs> that was <Awesome>. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can, you know, I can feel it, you know, I, uh, I can relate to uh, being in theater, being in, uh, on a film set. I can relate to the thought of uh, taking trains, you know, because theater are completely different on the related like some people are doing it and you have to be there. So this is a particular period where whole people gather. That whole journey is different. And then you are experienced because uh, film is director's medium. They are going to turn off light, do some things, you know, doing the closed mediums and sometimes in on a green screen and all the things. But theater is where you as an artist get fulfillment of being an artist. Like actors get fulfillment of, hey, I can express myself. And this is where only I can do stuff and people can see it happening. Films is yeah. where lots of things are happening and actor is in that particular, you know, just being a part of that whole thing. So that's yeah. where audience get entertained. Theater mm -hmm. is where actor has to do everything. And then it all depends on the actor who is performing, how audience is going to react. So that's where you can get your pro game, you know, that A game that you have. You, be, you can get, become a pro there and you are just expressing yourself. And the moment you said about crying, yeah, completely like you can... Uh, this is kind of feel where you know you test yourself in different roles and you can then bring that thing keep it in yourself and then you can get it on the film set mm -hmm. you can become more so that's the one thing i guess you got improved and you i guess you want to do more theater uh, as as you know as side if you get time and films as you get it so of you can give yeah you can get into both mediums with time yes yep uh and uh, now, uh, how do you handle criticism or feedback? And uh, for example, you know, sometimes we try our best, but we don't know it is going good or bad because we are on this side of the whole thing. You know, we are performing. And there's one side where there's director or there's audience who are watching us. They don't know what's going on, but like director has his own mind. Hey, this is going to perform that, but you are going this. Sometimes we think we are putting our 100%, but it doesn't go well. Yeah. Like from our side, it's 100%. But from mm -hmm. their point of view, they don't know what the hell is happening. Sometimes <laughs> it goes in that way. And uh, you think, hey, I was doing right, but why it didn't work? You know, so that's that's totally different. Because as an artist, nobody wants to do bad. 
nobody wants wow. to you know um, you know mess up on the stage in front of thousand people or don't want to mess up on the set in front of a camera where tens of things are happening right because we don't do it intentionally but mm-hmm. sometimes the point of view changes and we think we are going good but sometimes you are not that matured up as an artist and sometimes we need to mature up as an artist and that's where the whole battle is so in that phase how do you manage that criticism and how do you take the feedbacks and what's your take on someone thrashing you out or you know not good or you know putting you down how do you take up that i honestly i handle criticism very well i know i i personally am a very sensitive person sometimes and I'll things get to that. me because That's that happens thing yeah, some, yeah. <laughs> that does happen but uh the academy definitely did help me with that because your teachers are going to tell it like it is your teachers are going to make sure that yeah. they let you know who you are in that current moment and what you could have improved everything like that so and you have to listen to your teachers you have to your yeah. professors your teachers yeah. everyone so um that helped me in the real world now so when a director or someone comes up to me and lets me know like hey that was that was decent but you could improve this or do that mm-hmm. and even if i feel yeah. like i could have done it um a thousand percent better even if i feel like that was my best i'll just listen mm-hmm. to them take it in go home and and study it and that just gives me awesome. more work to do because i feel like even when you are at 100 i try to get to 110 <laughs> so it's yeah. like yeah you know you can always find ways of improvement that's that's the challenge you take it you take Definitely. it as a challenge mm-hmm. yeah i'm going to make exactly. it like like a sportsman like a sports person yeah so okay 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 i, took, you... I take it well <laughs> okay awesome awesome so, uh, the thing the point being here is uh, if you're having a long career don't break up in the middle like don't like tear yourself apart just take it as you know you need to improve improving is the real goal here like improving yourself throughout your life is the real goal rather than judging yourself on one single project so that's that's not the whole thing and the whole point here so uh, if if you go up with that attitude every single day on the sets or theaters anywhere then uh, things will be very perfect for you okay this is just a day this is just a day where i did good this is just a day where i did bad so this will help everyone you know who's listening out there as an artist yes. this will help help everyone so uh yeah i guess and i was going to talk on one more point i guess i missed out but uh yeah i missed out so we'll skip it's okay <laughs> okay so okay we focus on yeah now any particular genre or any particular type of character you enjoy portraying the most now from your conversation i think you like detective and more part of that detective or officer but uh, that was just you got it Now tell me uh-huh. yours. Right. So I feel like I've learned over the time of looking and searching for work that I really it really depends on your headshots. So when I first took my headshots, I pretty much looked how I look now with my hair up and like a mm-hmm. black shirt. So I give off more of a mysterious reserved you know in my eyes uh two people so that's how i ended up with the detective roles but me personally yeah. i aim to be like leading lady comedy fun i want to be me in a different character so no 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 the question was the question is oh, okay genre what genre oh okay yeah uh, definitely comedy comedy you want yes. the comedy is the best all time all time you're saying yes like, comedy a, i don't a, mind a, drama but i definitely want to do more comedy i like the lighthearted bit of things okay and now tell me in comedy what kind of character you would want to play like what type of character in comedy you would like to play i would say more of like the quirky one 
So okay. like the 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 person who trips over everything or <laughs> the the person who has a crush on somebody but would never tell them because they don't think oh, they think okay. they're out of their league like something okay. like that. <laughs> yeah, awesome, definitely. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, okay. Also someone like with lots of flaws and because that creates a good character a good definitely. amount of comedy on stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, uh something Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, something like Brooklyn 99 if if we can say yeah. uh you watch you have you watched Brooklyn Nine Nine? Here and there, I've okay, I've watched okay. more of the classic, the older classics like The Office or Office. Friends. Okay, yeah. wow, Friends, Friends. Yeah. So who, uh, which is your favorite character? Like uh, any any your favorite comedy character? Mm-hmm. For The Office, hands down, Michael Scott, the boss, oh, okay. the manager. Yeah. He's just yeah. like he's himself. He knows the authority that he withholds, but he's still mm-hmm. himself no matter what. So everyone yeah. is comfortable with him throwing random things at them because that's who he yeah. is and i enjoy that so much about his character he's so eccentric um mm. and then vice versa for friends i actually enjoy phoebe's character because yeah. she's really quirky <laughs> and she's oh, just all God. over the place she says oh, who she God. is phoebe i love is her like on the next planet <laughs> yes I love her. <laughs> you know exactly. uh, for, being in india uh, being in india uh friends is not the thing that gets aired here you know okay. uh uh so this is like really this really happened after netflix came to india you know netflix dot in happened and the whole ott thing came into play in 2019 after right. that friends was very easy to watch firstly you know it's being nbc abc comedy those are not channels being watched we watched only indian content so when when we came to know about friends and 2019 18 that period when netflix it was top 1 for 3 years 2019 wow. 20 21 and that the whole reunion phase happened because it was in top 1 to 10 for 3 years wow. so that's, th- that's great that's great you know yeah. so that's why that's where i came to know about friends i learned a lot of things from friends i was like my, i was just imagine sitting on a bed laptop on your chest <laughs> and every joke the laptop is just booming up yeah. up and down <laughs> so that was me that was me enjoying friends and phoebe is like on the next planet that's why yes yeah, she is <laughs> yeah yeah and you uh, like you being in that aspiring to be that thing you are going to test a lot on yourself and i wish you all the best i want to see you, you in that particular range in coming years <laughs> so you know you make me laugh like crazy yeah <laughs> as you play awesome, yes awesome okay now we move on okay what's your point of view on advan uh, like advantages of having a formal acting training for example uh, most of the people on the film set can't even afford uh, to be uh, you know uh, take a uh, acting training you know proper living train most of them have started like that just being on the set to next set to next set to next set just small 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 and then they land up a big uh, role with period uh, most of them can't even afford to be in acting school still want right. to be actor they start theaters and all and all and then how they learn well, what's your point of view on mm, having a formal training before you know just dreaming of being an actor and just landing up in an audition rather than going through a training and then landing up in an audition what's your so, point of view it helps you realize that your point of view is fantastic but there's always more information to learn so mm-hmm. i went into the academy with my own predetermined notions okay. and yet i still had so much book work to learn so much to learn from people who are actually in the business so many people mm-hmm. who have tried and they realized it wasn't for them so yeah. being in yeah so being in the academy helped me realize that learning helps but if you if you 
haven't already, if this is something that you feel like you have enough knowledge on, it's also mm -hmm. good to learn from the sets too, you know? Either okay. way, I feel like the it, it has a huge advantage if you get the formal training, but if you, you know, can't afford it or, you know, you mm -hmm. just can't do it that way, especially yeah. in today's society, there's so much access online. <laughs> you yeah, can learn yeah. it on your own. So, and that's even more yeah. of, a, of a flex in my opinion. That's more of a yeah. brag. So yeah. either way, I feel like you'll learn in due time. But if you could get the training, it always helps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Training awesome. always helps. Yeah, it, it prepares you in a proper way where you train it properly, invest your time. Yeah. And after you train it, you take notes, you experiment with yourself. Without training, it's also good. At the end of the day, it's like how much time you invest in preparation. It doesn't matter like if you're, yeah, the experts help you a lot. But at the end of the day, of, at the end of the day, it's you versus you. So how you prepare yourself in a proper way will only help you to become a better artist and actor, actress, whatever you want to be. So that's the, that's it. Like training matters, but self-training also matters a lot. Like yes. uh, that's, that's the one thing you can say in that whole thing. Like self-training is much more important than just getting trained or just, you know, seeing somewhere else so we, that's the one thing you can say and add yeah mm -hmm. okay. and i'm uh, still i'm still learning yeah. today too honestly yeah 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 uh -huh. so yeah i mean like that, that's that's a lifelong process i guess you know when you hear a uh, eight-year-old actor 85 year old uh, you they, they're still saying that this they survived being 80 on the top they're still saying like hey, i'm learning new things today so just thought of being learning that this thought of you saying this you know, mm -hmm. this thought should be carried on till like 80 years. So yeah. it will put you on, the, you know, on the top. Mm -hmm. And that's where the whole thing of just learning every day. So, yeah, great point. there. And uh, uh, yeah. So any fun, funny memories from uh, behind the sets, like behind the scenes uh, on the sets of the films that you've done? Any funny memory you remember? Anything you remember was very funny or memorable or very emotional for you uh, from uh, any sets that you've been till date? Yes. Uh, most recently on The Last B-Boy, I've made so many new friends from just going in. Wow. The, the beautiful thing about film sets is that you have a very short amount of time with them most of the time because film yeah. sets move at a faster pace. So mm -hmm. I was able to just go in there already with the knowledge of like, this is going to be a short time. So let me make as much of a family <laughs> as I can. Cause the next time yeah. we'll see each other is maybe during the premiere. So mm. it was great to just go back to who I was when I was little and like be the bubbly fun person that I was yeah. and just have the, the freedom to improvise a lot and bring my own personality to this new character and new role that I'm doing. And then with, um, being uh, with, um, the, not like the other girls set, it was more serious and more, strategic because of the topics that we were discussing mm -hmm. and um with me being a detective that was my first time actually handling a weapon so okay. um, oh. yeah so having that knowledge and then i actually was able to work with a retired cop and mm -hmm. he was so helpful and so instructive on how to handle a weapon like it's a real weapon no matter what this is we are wow. cops right now so it was very serious it was a beautiful okay. experience okay. which is very serious yeah oh that's that's good that's good uh any any mess up happened someone messed up on your set or you messed up like on time of the call <laughs> oh yeah yes definitely um with me being the silly person i am yeah. i i actually have to go up the steps to stop the criminal so okay. on one of the takes i accidentally tripped um and almost fell um and i just had to make sure everything was good and i just stayed in character oh, it was like shit. oh 
no, I have to be serious. Yep. This is serious. Um, everyone okay. ended up laughing, so it relieved some of my attention okay. because I realized yeah. sometimes I can be too serious. But mm. it was it was hilarious. It was okay, great. awesome. awesome. Okay, uh, that that's the one thing I, I was looking to know. You know, you being on the set sometime, you know, we don't mean these things to happen, and they happen. <laughs> that, mm -hmm. That's terrible thing. But yeah. you know, we end up laughing. That's mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. If not an artist, what would you've been doing? Like, uh, not even poetry, not even anything related to art. What would you've been doing? I. Personally, at this very age, would have been a cheerleading coach. Uh, oh, because coach. I, yeah, I Ooh. I was cheerleading from eighth grade all the way until 12, uh, 12th wow. grade. So I gained the experience of that. I really loved it. That that took my heart. <laughs> That's they're oh. really like a second family to me. And after mm -hmm. I graduated high school and they knew I was going to college, they said, when you return mm -hmm. back, you can you can join the, the cheerleading anytime. team as a coach anytime. <laughs> so I would definitely wow. be doing that full time. I, I enjoy the younger ones who were behind us, looking up to us, you know, and now they're mm -hmm. all grown up. <laughs> so oh, it's like, yeah. I definitely created a family where if I said, eh, I'll put the artistry to the side, I can still mm -hmm. demonstrate my art, but through yeah. cheerleading, I, so would, the, I would love to do that. Yeah. But you'd, lo you'd only do what you love, nothing yeah. other than that. No. So in case, even if you get another chance, you're only going to do what you love. Like you're not going to do anything just for money. You're going to do only because what you love. Okay, this is sounds good. Like chilling, I don't know what, uh, like we kind of don't have that kind of thing here. So okay. being a coach, I just I just heard of cheerleaders and all. Cheerleading coach is a career. That's good. That's totally good. You can actually training and that, that sounds good. So I heard it for first time, so I was surprised. Oh, wow. What? what? <laughs> but that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That, that I guess that's a culture you have, and that's a culture. That's why you have a coach also. Yeah. Uh, that that sounds good. That sounds good. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 Is there a particular actor, artist, or anyone who had significant influence on your artistic journey? Like anyone you remember? Okay, this guy pulled me out, or any artist, actor, mother, father or anyone who you remember look okay, that guy really influenced me to be at a top of my game today also and will in coming time it also may be a a professional actor you know like like a star also like or like a football player or soccer player a comedian anyone can you tell exactly. can you share on that yeah so um my sister before she passed um she was a huge dancer all she did was mm -hmm. dance in her community. She created and formulated her own dance groups, started mm -hmm. in dance competitions. She was background dancers for certain people. And she actually, at my young age, probably about four or five, very young, she allowed me to be a part of her dance group and just express myself in that way. And um, that impacts me even till today. I, I always view dance as something that keeps me close to her. So I definitely, she impacted me with that. And then mm -hmm. um, when I was about in middle school, I did this program where um, this artist came. His name is Ryan Leslie. And mm -hmm. he's actually today a producer as well. Um, but back yeah. when I knew him, I only knew him for certain songs. He's an artist. And 
he came to my class and he said that the people that were a part of the program get to also write a song and perform it in his studio. And he gets to like personally train them, which was a huge experience. And I still have the CD today, which is, I always keep saying that the things that impacted me in my life. So I was able to make a song and do it the final, the following day. And he told me that, you know, keep going. This artistry thing is for you. And that, that ran with me. <laughs> that, that completely ran with me. Um, yeah. So there were a lot of people, but those two really, really withhold something in me. Your, your sister seems a really closest person to you at this moment. I guess if emotionally, you, you got a lot of memories of her. Anything you want to uh, talk about her, uh, how, she, how was she and how she impacted you? Like anything you would like to mm, tell about how your sister was? Yeah, um, I actually keep her on my chain currently yeah, I was all going the to time. Ask. I was going to yeah. ask. So, Is that um, your sister? Yes, <laughs> on my chain, okay. yes. Um, she uh, always, I, I'm the youngest out of three on my mom's side. So she's mm -hmm. the oldest and she definitely okay. acted like the older sibling, always making sure to tend to me and help me with the things I needed. Um, Got she your would, back. She, yes, she definitely had my back and she helped me build this persona of myself, always made sure I was well kept, made sure my hair was done, made sure I had the best outfits, everything pertaining to that. It was like I was her sister and her child, if that no. makes sense. Like I yeah. was, you know. Yeah, I, I yeah. completely come. Like the sister way, uh, like oh, eldest always act like mother. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. That eldest sister so. always act like mother. Mm -hmm. And we just had a, a lot of great times. But the main thing that kept us together was dance all the time oh. like we would do different choreographies and she also mm -hmm. back before there was you know any way to access lyrics we would actually listen to songs over and over again over and over again on the speaker and just write down mm -hmm. the lyrics so we can memorize the song together and make our own little performance so there were wow. things like that where she stemmed from my artistry as well she's she's helped me with that God, yes. God. So. it seems like I, I was going to ask about Thank you for sharing it. Uh, it's it's sad and it's emotional. That's why you have uh, her with you at this moment. You know, that picture also matters for you a lot. You got lots of memories. Uh, that's the one thing, you know, we have that person with us, the closest one. And uh, being being in United States, you know, uh, for me, I keep like I'm doing this from last years. Every time I hear like someone losing someone special from their family. That's why I asked about like, okay, I was not used to it. But, you know, losing someone's, and it's very, I guess, very common with people I interview. Uh, most of them have lost someone, like very special from their, like, for example, Sherwin lost uh, his wife, you know, yeah. that whole thing. That, that I was not ready. And when I came, okay, some, the people I'm interviewing, like some kind of thing is with them. That's why I asked, like, hey, tell me about your sister. Because sometimes you want to express. Sometimes uh, that's why, you know, you get more open and that's where you, you discover you. And the special person helps you to do that for you. Losing them is very hard. It's it's totally different. Okay, uh, we got a bit more emotional here, but Definitely. we'll jump on. We can jump. We'll jump on to getting it normal. And now you're going to laugh. If you okay. could be any animal, if you <laughs> could be any animal, which one would you choose and why? Okay, uh, I actually always describe myself as a chameleon. Uh, hands what, down, what? I was actually thinking of this question. So a chameleon's like a rip, a tiny reptilian animal, oh, and okay, okay, okay. They, yeah, when they cling on to any surface, they become that they color. color. 
Yes. Oh, that, that's it. Okay. Yes, and that is their their defense me- mechanism. That is their way mm-hmm. of hiding from their their predators. So, oh, yeah, me, I, I feel like I tend to that because I, I I relate to that animal specifically because no matter where I am in any circumstance mm-hmm. in any part of the art, mm-hmm. as we stated earlier, I. I cling on to it fast. I get comfortable and I try to find ways to adapt to it. Exactly. So (laughs) hands down, chameleon. Chameleon. So here's one more thing to add on that part of being chameleon. Chameleon is always says like uh, the one who changes sides. For example, it's also seen in that way. Like, for example, uh, don't take it seriously, first of all. Okay. But it's also seen as a side where, you know, this is how I see chameleon. Like I've heard, like I know that that name but in our part in mm, the one who leaves uh, the side immediately by getting someone better like for example one who uh, betrays trust you know getting for example uh, you know bribery you know yeah. someone giving you were good with that person someone gave you a hundred dollars you change sides <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so I can see that's that the one part that. yeah that's the one part you know you just completely switched up hey what happened what <laughs> You were good with me. Hundred dollars, and yeah, you just yeah, you, yeah, you sold me out. <laughs> that, that that's the one part. This is how uh, that like that's a complete story here. You know, mm-hmm. like we yeah. have a proper model story here of being a chameleon. But your yeah. point of view is completely different. You mm-hmm. see it as adapting to the situation, adapting to that particular condition, and uh, then changing and being that. So that's mm-hmm. that's new point of view. I heard. Great. Yeah. Uh, you changed my whole point of view. <laughs> I guess I changed yours. <laughs> yes, a little, just a little. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh wow! Awesome. Uh, if, okay. Uh, I guess we covered a lot of parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the work schedule for you? Because I guess we managed 15, 15 20 days back, uh, mm-hmm. and you were completely busy. You were there with me, and I messaged you at twelve a.m. Uh, yeah. And you were there available. And you said, "Okay, I'll see mm-hmm. out what's thing." So yes. being doing all these things, how do you maintain work-life balance? So for example, do you do yoga, meditation, or just be with yourself? How is the work schedule planned for you? How do you maintain the work-life balance at this moment? Oh, I spend a lot of time. I, I'm a huge nostalgia person, so I like bringing up things from my childhood. So when I have some me time, I just spend time looking at old shows I used to watch just to make myself laugh and bring like relieve tension. Um, it's been a great thing for me just going back to old Disney Channel shows or PBS Kids, like something older, just to, you know, take my mind and give it a rest for a minute. Um Either that, or I'll just play a nice song that I enjoy, like a comfort song, and I take some inspiration from that and write a, a new poem or a new song lyrics. Wow. Just something that mm-hmm. you know helps me, yeah. benefits me, Counts but also relaxes me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, that, you you see, like going back to the those nostalgic moments. You see that, like you know, watching Friends or any kind of comedic series, or something that you know you are very specially attached to. That's your you know go to point. Hey, relax. I w- I just want to relax. So that's how you relax your nerves down. You change your mind. That's where you. Uh, is there any anxiety? You go through an anxiety or any. It's actually hiding? calmed down a lot. I, I had a lot of anxiety okay. during the pandemic, and okay. a lot of anxiety during my California years, uh, being in the academy, mm-hmm. just because it okay. was a big change so fast at, at such a, yeah. a different point in my life. So. Mm-hmm. I've definitely worked through that, and and now I've realized that there are ways to cope and help with it. One being 
tapping into my nostalgic feelings more just to remind me mm. like you can still be a kid on your own you yeah. know just you can you can have those moments where you could be silly and everything uh, doesn't have to be mm-hmm, serious mm-hmm. So, yeah. so i guess the shift was the period where you were feeling more anxious and okay. you started uh you know coping up with it you started adjusting it okay okay so yeah I, i just was curious about anxiety because actors go through a lot of anxiety even being on the stage that one minute before you know being on the set that the moment the director goes on hey action <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. where you know we, we can hit that like it is very you know it's waiting for us it's waiting hey i'm i'm waiting for you <laughs> it's yeah. that point and that's a real struggle as an artist you know yeah. uh, that's where you know, lots of artists go through heart attacks lots of artists go through panic attacks panic attacks Definitely. you know the whole rush and all all those things that mm-hmm. goes to, so i get that's where you know as an artist you you can focus on that part also you know you, yes. when once you control it can perform more better you can mm-hmm. just relax and that's the whole practice you will you will see in coming years as you work on more projects once you have control on it you will like be the same one as you were kid you know the six year old dancing on the songs <laughs> yes <yeah. laughs> great great so yeah uh, now we jump on to the final part of this interview where i want you uh, <clears throat> being a six year old to deciding you want to be an artist then you changing uh, taking two year trainings properly from an academy and then um, trying out feeling then getting into it and then started getting good parts uh, in movies films theater plays uh, doing every single day the artist journey is like every single day it doesn't end with the project uh, the project ends but we stay as an artist and we have to find something then to rely on so exactly. that whole journey keeps on going every single day does it and we have to do something or we don't feel comfortable yes because that's mm-hmm. what real artist is you know we don't feel comfortable just by sitting down i don't have work we have to that's where the real struggle is so right. you got lots of projects which are successful you loved it you enjoyed it as an artist and you are performing it uh, in a very good level like you're performing yes. it on very good level and you're loving a part but you're just starting out what advice you'd like to give to someone who's just aspiring in the school in the college phase or who's just listening to us at this moment what advice you'd like to share from your career till this moment uh, to ones who are looking to be someone like you you know getting projects doing it being happy in the place of working what advice you'd like to share i'd like to say to not give up and don't compare yourself to anyone else i've i've had faults of that so many times everyone has their own path everyone has their own journey and even if it takes you 50 years you will get there if you keep yeah. being determined and put your mind to it because i know even still as much work as i've had i'm still working and i'm still maintaining and my goals just keep growing that's another thing even if you feel like you've accomplished so much keep going and make a new goal because you you'll never be finished working if you give yourself the mindset and the time to know that you can go further than than you are so definitely just keep that mindset of everyone's paths are different yeah yeah got awesome awesome thank you for sharing that uh, and one thing i'd like to know is uh, any any advice you have or any tip or anything that you'd like to add on to the uh, maintaining the financial balance at the same time uh any tips or any advice you would like to share with uh, any young ones who are listening or just starting out who are listening how can uh, they maintain the financial things definitely save it, it sounds easier said than done but uh yeah. save but invest in what you need to invest in and those mm-hmm. include backstage actors access casting networks all of those apps that help you get 
work, mm-hmm. that's something to invest in no matter what. Even if it's, I heard there's like ones that are really cheap and there's ones that are really expensive, but you know what you're capable of and what you're willing to do. And mm-hmm. what you put in, you will receive. So if you put in the money to subscribe or add to this, you will get the money back in due time. It may take a minute, but you'll financially be stable eventually. It, it comes. I'm still working on it. So definitely that's, that's the advice I'll give. Save, but yeah. invest in what you need to. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that advice. You know, I was looking for something like that. You know, uh, the reason I asked you, because you are just starting out. You did good amount of movies, but for you, it's just starting phase. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was curious about uh, any advice you like where, you know, people can get from you. Hey, how she manage the financials of, her, you know, uh, invest, invest, where should they invest or how should they earn as an actor, even if they don't get from any film set or any projects, or it may take time of three, four months, you know, to it get does. that check passed on. So mm-hmm. how, if, if anyone is looking for it, uh, yeah, you will, uh, the way she said, like invest where it is needed, save mm-hmm. as much as you can and try to find out projects where they are actually not uh, the acting part, but some gigs where you know you are just prepared for what you are. You know, as yeah. an artist, you can sell your skill and then you can just maintain that part, you know. So you can not pull everything at all in the early phase of your career. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. that whole pressure of getting money from the same time getting value as an artist that or credit stressful. as an artist. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, that gets very stressful. That is very hard to survive in as an artist. Once you're yeah. looking for credits and money, initially, it gets very stressful. So that's exactly. one thing I'd like, I like. I was looking to know from you. And yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, I'm uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just trying to know Khalila, right? Yes, Khalila. Mm-hmm. Khalila. Okay, thank you, Khalila Day, for being you're on the welcome. show. Uh, the easier the way to knowing you, the harder it was to re- learning your name. It was very hard for me to remember. I don't want to mess it up because, you know, we love our name. And okay. when someone pronounces our name badly, we get mad. That's why I didn't get get to your name all the time. I just jumped on questions <laughs> because, you know, once, hey, he's not taking my name right, you know. I'm <laughs> So that may I be the case. But yeah. trying. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Khalil Day, for You're being welcome. on the show. It was very great knowing you. You are really energetic artist. You got all those things that a professional need to be in the game of an artist uh, to perform at a pro level. Uh, you know, uh, in the mainstream industry, uh, the attitude that you have, the things that you have with you, uh, will help you to perform in the mainstream media, and you will get there very soon. Uh, the projects you. that you are doing, the pace that you are in, and the energy that you have at this moment, and the attitude that you have for you know uh, how you take failures and how you deal with them. Uh, that's going to put you on to the next level in coming years if you go with the same pace and in more uh, and you build more patience and you control your anxiety it was great knowing you how you deal with those whole things and how you shared and how you talked and how you told me everything so it was great journey and i am really happy that shervin connected us and yes, that's it uh, thank <laughs> yeah. you shervin first of all thank and you, first is done and people are going to check uh, the whole thing. Just go and check now. The story is there available. So once you tap on it, you can listen to it. Also, all the social media link of Khalila Day is mentioned below. So you can just go and check the description and connect with Khalila Day. Yes. And, <laughs> yes. The last the last thing of this whole interview is make sure, make sure you go and check out the description. I have linked all the stories from all different genres. So you can just download them and listen to them as per your time. You don't have to listen at this moment, but you can download them. And when we are traveling, sleeping, or going on a long walk, 
you can listen them and enjoy. I am Ajay Tambay and now I am signing off.